For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This summer, Sprite is bringing you the Live from the Label Tour, featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip-hop artists, including Lotto, Saweetie, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows. We causing a commotion. Brought to you by Sprite. Get your ticket to Sprite's Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, the Coca-Cola Company. All rights reserved. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. What's going on, Bird Gang? This is Darren Sproles here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thanks for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, we greatly appreciate it. My co-host here, Tyler Steggy in the house. Tyler, you reached out. You said, we need to bring this guest on the show. We need to have a debate. So I don't want to take away the Steggy special you have planned for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's let's have this great debate that you had planned because you had me like, yeah, look, look who I just DM, look who just answered. Let's have a great episode. I was like, all right, let's do it. So Tyler, take it away. It's the Steggy special episode. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's a Steggy special. That's a a bit extreme there. Um, but yeah, I I uh, for for all you guys don't know, WIP uh, Joe, I don't want to butcher the it, it's Jiglio. Jillian. Okay, there it is. Um, yeah, so I, I've only interacted with you on Twitter. Um, I haven't been the nicest in the responses. Um, I'm very passionate, just like a representation of the Eagles uh, fan base. Um, and you, <clears throat> you released an a article about uh, Carson Wentz and that this could be the – this is a, almost like a deciding factor season, um, depending on how good he is. Um, and that was – I, I got a little uh, triggered, so I sent a DM and I just said, "Hey, let's let's just do this because this has been going on for a while." Obviously, I have my thoughts on Wentz. Um, Connor has his, and you have yours, and um, so I just want to have a fun debate and just talk about why. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited. So thank you again for actually responding and, and actually joining us because um, we were stoked when you uh, when you responded. So, well, you got, look, I'm happy to be here. Look, th- this is what I do every day. So, like, th- this is way more fun for me than Twitter replies or, you know, nonsense on there. But when you said you want to come on, I was like, yeah, let's let's talk. So, 
Uh, I'm up for whatever we want to talk about. And I know you, you brought in mean, the article I wrote last week, I guess was kind of the impetus for invite me on the show. Um, so, so let me, let me, I'll just start off by explaining what I was thinking when I wrote it, because you're yeah, wrong. Well, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you why I think I'm right. So as always with headlines, like the he- you look at the headline and, and if, you know, I'm sure most people on social media don't read the whole thing. So it's like, Oh, uh, he's, he thinks Carson's things he's getting cut after the season. Not my point. So here's my point. Two things are, are factoring into, I think, the future of the Eagles. One, obviously, they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. So let's just put that there on the kind of on the side for a second because that that happened. The second thing is, all this COVID stuff is going to destroy the salary cap. I mean, the Eagles are anyway. like, the Eagles fifty million dollars over the salary cap for the season. Basically, right? Because they are the cap's going down thirty million. So they're in, usually the Eagles are usually so good with the salary cap, but this is a problem for them. So I was thinking through, like, all right, how do they fix this? Right? How, how does Howie Roseman fix the salary cap issue? And, and I think Carson Wentz is the obvious answer. If he plays great this coming season, I think they're going to restructure his contract. And, guys, there's going to be no doubt he's going to be here for the next five, six, seven years because they're going to extend it. Like They're going to kind of move the money down the line. And if he plays great, he's going to be here. That, that's kind of the make part of the make-or-break season. He'll be here for a long time. If he doesn't, I think they have a decision to make because they has a big cap number for 2021. If they leave it the way it is and Carson plays okay but not great, I think his future is murky here because then moving forward, like he counts for 20% of the salary cap. You have to be great, guys. You have to be Mahomes, Wilson. If you're going to count for 20% of the salary cap, you better be great. So my, my whole point is if Carson plays great this year, they will extend his contract. They will move the money around and there'll be no doubt he's staying here. And the Hertz pick will just be a weird thing they did. If he doesn't play great, I don't think they're going to extend his contract. I think he'll have a big cap number for 2021. And then it's like, Year to year, we're going to wonder what they're going to do with quarterback because they have to pay so much to Carson Wentz. That's why I think his play this year, it, it either shuts this conversation forever or it, it leaves it out there. Like if he plays okay and they don't extend his contract, then two years from now when they have an out and he counts for 20% of the salary cap and they have hurts for no money, I think it becomes a question they have to figure out. So there's two big things here. One is how what is what is considered great, because if he scrapes into the if the Eagles scrape into the playoffs nine and seven, let's say they get banged up with injuries again, he doesn't have a great supporting cast. Or what is considered great for you for for it to be justified that he is the guy moving forward, other than him, other than question. him, you know, needing to play in a playoff game? Is that right? I think with this, like it's it's tough to do the team stuff, right? Like playoff game, a playoff win, nine and seven. Like are, there are certain quarterbacks I don't think we think about it anymore. Patrick Mahomes is great. Russell Wilson is great. Then I I think there's a lot of guys that's like you, depending on who you debate with, they might think they're great, they might think they're good. Is Deshaun Watson great yet? I think he's really good, really good. He's kind of teetering. He might he might soon be great, but he's not there yet. Uh, is Drew Brees still great? I don't know. He can't throw the ball more than 20 yards down the field, but he's, really he's obviously good. really good. Yeah, really I, I good. think if, if we end this season and there's no doubt in all three of our minds that Carson played great, my, my thing is I think they're going to change the contract and, and commit to him again. It's like they can commit to him again after this season. And if they don't, then I, I think the whole situation's like, well, what are they doing here? Like, is he going to be here long term? That was really the premise of my article. Like, if he plays great, he shuts the conversation up. If he doesn't, I, I think this is a question. And I read your article, by the way, So, because I, I write, so I'm not going to just go for the headlines. That's, that would be against my nature. I actually read the article. So I, I, I completely understand your right. point of emphasis in that. 
regardless of what happens next year, they have to change the contract. They're going to have to approach him. It's going to be like him, Wayne Johnson, Brendan Graham, Fletcher Cox, because that cap is such a, a bad situation as it is. But to me, like you said, there's no way any of this happens in 2020 until 2023. So it's too early to have this conversation. We don't because even if he does come out next year and say the Eagles fall flat on their face, they have a bunch of injuries. Wentz can't overcome it this time. I don't, they can't make that decision going into the next year saying we can go with Jalen Hurts now with considering this pandemic going on. I, I think it's a whole lost season for Jalen Hurts. I'm scratching this whole rookie season off right now. It's just a, it's, there's no way you can be a rookie quarterback coming into this situation besides being like a Jeroboa who was first to play but with no expectations to really put any expectations on these rookie quarterbacks. So especially Jalen Hurts, who's way far behind in development. He has so much more developing to do. But – you know very well the $59 million in dead cap next year. If they try to trade Carson Wentz and move on from him, I think it's 38 the year prior. Then it's 15 in 2023. That's when you make the decision. So for me, when I when I read the article, I I got the point. But there, there's no way he could be determined this season. Well, it can be on this. If he plays great, I think they change the contract and it ends the conversation like it's over. Right? If if they change this contract and make it a longer term thing, he's not going anywhere for five years. If he doesn't play great, like, I think it'll hang out there. My point is. If they leave the contract alone, and in 2021, 2022, he's got huge cap numbers, and you have Jalen Hurts sitting there, and he's cheap. Like, I think it leaves, like, the if the Eagles wanted to make this move, Connor, you know, a, a year from now, like, it hangs out there. Like, if Jalen Hurts had a play, if he had to come in because Carson got injured or something, and he played well, I think all of a sudden it's like, well, they could go to him in a year if they wanted to. Like, I, right. I think Carson could end this and make the Jalen Hurts pick seem – even sillier than a lot of people think it is if he plays great. If he doesn't, I think it's like it just hangs there. That that, that they have another cheap quarterback. Yeah. Carson. I thought he played well. Uh, obviously it was a weird season, right? Because he played well in the beginning, it felt like, and no one was helping him. Then I thought in the middle he I didn't agree. play very well, like through the November. Last, the, the, yeah. the and, then I, and then he played great in December, right? December was great. It's it's a weird season where it's like up. Uh, kind of plateauing and then back up again. So I thought he played well. I mean, I, I would, I thought last year was a thumbs up for him. He stayed healthy. I'm not going to bang him for the Jadavion Clowney hit. He's, he played 16 games. And and I thought he played well, and he played his best down the stretch. And he, he did the one thing that, like, I think we all question, like, is he going to deliver in the clutch? Is he going to make big plays down the stretch of games and win games? And, you know, Washington game and, and the, yeah, I the think, New York I think game he did. I think in 2019 he showed a lot. Like, t- 2017 there was – the Eagles were the big dog of the league. I mean, they were just running down people's throats. They were kind of controlling the possession. I think in 2019, you kind of saw Carson Wentz grow as a player. Um, But my, I guess, big picture is Carson Wentz is only 27. So when you're, 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 if you have a decent or good quarterback, you're going to have to pay him. And so I guess the root of your argument is you're kind of relying on a huge if on Jalen Hurts. And it's like, we have no idea what kind of player this guy is. And and he is a huge projection coming out. So it's it's really hard to even have this conversation of because Carson has shown so much to me, it's eliminated rookie year because we know what he went through. The very next year he gives you the number one seed and then everything happens with Foles. But he put you in that position. 2018 the injury, and then we just gave him a thumbs up in 2019. So it's like that is where my confusion is is we shouldn't even be having this conversation because it's so difficult to find a franchise quarterback. And I know that you don't think Wentz is as good as I do. I think he's near the top five conversation. You mentioned those top three, Mahomes, Wilson, Breeze. There's mm-hmm. the, the, the top tier guys. But I think after that, 
there is the Watson, there is the Wentz, there is, I'm drawing blanks on others, but there, there is a group of guys that are kind of there. And if you have one of those, I don't think the conversation is we may move on. It needs to be, we're going to build around you. And I think that that's what, go ahead. Sorry. No. So two things on that. I mean, generally I, I agree with you. That's kind of the way football has been our whole lives, right? You have that quarterback. If you, if you have a guy you think's a top 10 guy, why would you even consider anything else? That's kind of the way our brains have always been wired. But two things I think have changed here. One is the salary cap is not continuing to go up. Like when does, I, I guess the way I look at players is, are you worth what you're being paid? And Carson's good, but because like he was going to be a steal, right? That was the whole idea of the contract. We pay him early. He's a steal. That's not really the case anymore because of what happened with the salary cap here. Like if, if he costs 20% of the salary cap, he's got to be what you're saying, Tyler, he is, which is one of those top five, six, seven guys. If he's that, okay, then it's probably worth the money. The second thing is, I think what's happened in the CBA since, what, 2011 when that CBA came in, the, that old one, the, the rookie quarterback's the greatest advantage in the NFL, the, the, the cheap quarterback. Think about the last four or five teams to make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, right? Mahomes cheap. Uh, I'll count the Eagles, right? Foles won it, but the team was built around Carson's cheap salary. Same thing, yeah. Right. So, like, that plays into my mind that you're right, that you have one of those quarterbacks. But I just wonder as time goes on, are, are teams going to start saying – we have a good young quarterback. We're probably going to have to pay him, but at some point we're going to want to find the next young cheap quarterback, like a, almost a revolving door quarterback. Now maybe the Eagles won't do this, but guys, they drafted a quarterback in the second round. I, I didn't do that. Like I didn't tell them to draft Jalen Hurts. I was surprised as you guys were when they did it. And I don't know if Hurts is going to be good either. I, I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of like college football guru. I mean, I watched some of the bowl games he played in, but like the one thing I'll give the Eagles credit on and how we credit. I know we want to talk about Howie too. They're pretty good when they pick a quarterback early in drafts. Kevin Cobb obviously did not work. But think about the last, you know, they haven't drafted many in the last 20-something years. Donovan, Carson, Nick Foles was third-round pick. Like, they have, when the Eagles decide to take a quarterback relatively high in the draft, first, second, third round, they're usually pretty decent players. So I don't know if Hurts can play, but they do. And I think about the salary cap stuff. So that, that's why I, I bring it up because I, I they've created this thing that makes me think, like, what are they doing at quarterback? Why do you guys think they took Hurts? I, so my my crazy theory into all this, just to go into it, with it, the Eagles didn't have to extend Carson Wentz. I think they're more sold on him, way more sold on him in that building than maybe you are, perhaps. Because it's not like they were forced into a Dak Prescott situation. They had the fifth-year option to right. play with. He was coming off a season-ending back injury, and they were like, you know, Nick Foles is going to be gone. We're going to let him hit free agency. We're done with this franchise style. We're done with the interesting stuff with him, trading him or anything. We're just going to let him go. We're going to focus on paying Carson Wentz. So they they set this deal up knowing, hey, you know, he can get injured again. He, he's coming off this bad back injury. This this contract is essentially, no matter what, because Carson doesn't have to renegotiate next offseason regardless of what we think. He doesn't. It's his contract. It's his decision. So – to me, the Eagles knew right when they get that contract, four years we're tied to this guy, no matter what. Four years, we are set with Carson Wentz as their quarterback. When you're looking at the lead landscape and you're talking about the coronavirus impact on the cap, and you look at all these backup quarterback deals, like the Chase Daniels deal, the uh, Case Keenum deal, uh, Nick Foles' deal in Chicago, if none of those guys make any impact this season at all to that team, they're going to get rid of those deals because they have to do they have to cut savings from positions that they're not going to get impact from. And I think we're going to see a trend in the league 
where all the backup quarterbacks next year, because even in Dallas, they, they go through this yearly now, are very low-tier caliber players. So now I'm thinking Howie Roseman, the Philadelphia Eagles, who go out wow. and get Jeff Garcia, go out and get Michael Vick, go out and get Vitz Young, go out and get the polarizing Mark Sanchez, the, the polarizing backup figures, say, we can handle this situation with a guy like Jalen Hurts. We can't rely on Carson Wentz's durability. No matter what you think, no matter what I think, no matter what Tyler thinks, no matter what any Eagles fan thinks, Carson Wentz has durability issues. No doubt. It's right. the truth. Injury prone and durability so, are two different things. People get all upset about injury prone because you can't prove injury right. prone. But durability, he's, yeah, he hasn't been durable. 100%. So my point is, how he goes, sees this guy at the senior bowl because Mike Kay has come on the show and said that's where Howie Roseman just was completely enamored was when he talked to him at the senior bowl. Talks to this guy at the senior bowl says, you know what? Instead of taking like a Clayton Thorson, instead of taking like an, or hoping Nate Sutherland pans out, why don't we take the shirt thing and Jalen Hurts that we know could be the backup quarterback who's handled it at Alabama perfectly, who came into Oklahoma and really refined himself as a quarterback. Why don't we put him here? And if Carson Wentz goes down, we can go strict RPO offense like we did with Nick Foles with a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts, and he's on a backup salary. So to me, it's they knew that now that they paid Carson Wentz and he's not on his rookie deal anymore, they cannot afford to go out and get that luxury backup. And I know you're going to bring up Cam Newton and James Woods' contracts, but maybe the Eagles decided, hey, why don't we get a guy on that salary for four years instead of one and keep doing this revolving door thing at backup quarterback when Carson Wentz had durability issues as is. And to your point, it's not like your article is wrong. That theory could end up – all those theories could end up being true. Carson Wentz doesn't perform or he gets injured again. Or, hey, maybe the Andrew Luck thing goes into his head. The Eagles are in a position where, hey, they got Jalen Hurts. So I think that there's so many possibilities with this where Howie Roseman was like, hey, that's a lot more positives than there is negatives. I'm going to go ahead and take this quarterback in the second round. I get that. No, I, I, I'm not, that's, the, that's, I think, what the Eagles have tried to tell us and probably are. I mean, there's some thinking you're saying there, Connor, that definitely was part of their thinking, especially the savings, which they brought up before, and this, the backup thing. The part that confuses me, though, is you don't usually see teams do this. Maybe the Eagles are ahead of the curve, right? Maybe they are. I mean, teams usually don't take a second-round pick quarterback unless they have an old quarterback. Carson's not old. He's 27. Or they have a guy they don't believe in. And I, I generally agree with you guys. Like, they believe in him. They, they gave him the contract. They drafted number two overall. They like Carson Wentz. It, the theory I had on day one when they drafted um, Hurts, I was on the air, like, doing the draft show the night they did it. I was shocked. Is that they have some doubts that Carson's going to get back to the level he was in 2017, right? And and maybe they think like I think like value money. If he's the 10th best quarterback, is he worth all this money? Like Tyler, if, if he's if he's as good, if he's a top five quarterback, he's going to be the Eagles' quarterback for a long time. I, I think everyone realizes that, and and he should be. But I just wonder if the Eagles say to themselves like, if he's only the 10th or 11th best quarterback, just throwing it out there. Is he worth the money we committed to him, or should we go with a younger guy like that? Otherwise, why? Like, it's just so strange. Teams don't draft second like round pick quarterback. We we had we had so a couple things. I don't think we we talked about the contract. Right. The Eagles were way ahead of the market on the contract. So I, I think in two years, yeah, we're, we, they may have to to have a or to restructure. But I don't think you, Carson Wentz isn't going to be being paid as a, as a top five guy. It, 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 that's not going to happen. I mean, they were way ahead of the market. Watson still needs to be paid. Mahomes, sure. Prescott, like it's not as if this this contract. And so, if if, it, if we're t- factoring in the uh, the salary cap reducing because of the COVID, it's that's everywhere. 
So all everybody, everybody's going to be everyone. Garoppolo is going to be a problem for the Niners. Cousins for the Vikings. Like, but but still, it's still a problem for the Eagles, right? Because they're over the cap. And but if, if, if I have if, if I have a guy that's even flirting with the top ten, the it is such a difficult thing to find a franchise quarterback. It, it, it is not an easy thing. And if if Wentz has already shown us that he can get us to the Super Bowl, and yes, we know that Foles did what he did, but if he put us in position to do that. Then you've and then and then 2019 he was showed us everything. I, I, I get what you're. It is on 2020. I don't think it is heavily on 2020 that we're making it. He could he could have an average year. I don't think it's going to happen, but he can have an average year. And I still think I don't even think we're having a discussion about Jalen Hurts next year. I think there was a plethora of reasons why he was selected without it having any correlation to Wentz other than his durability. And they were like, hey, the last three years we haven't had you. We need we need you in the playoffs. We we we're not going to rely on a McCown. And I think that would be the 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 clear cut. Like, hey, let's just do. And as Connor noted, you don't want to just be doing this rotation every single year on backups and taking this chance. Why don't you just get this chemistry in here? And Hurts off the field is amazing. He's not this guy that's just going to say, hey, you know, I want to be a starter, yada yada. So there's <laughs> there's so many variables. I just don't think that they're anywhere near. It's Hey, 2020, if, if Wentz is a top I mean, 15 quarterback, we're, we're going to have to maybe move on. What do you guys make of the way they, they talk I mean, about Hurts? Like, they, they did a lot of – Well, I mean, Joe, to your point, though, you, you do have a point, though. If, if, if Carson Wentz doesn't finish for the playoffs and, like, keeps getting hurt, and there's going to – I mean, there has to be a point where – Joe's right. He's taking up the majority of the cap. They're, if it does go that route again, I'm not sure that – with Jalen Hurts being in the building, they're as lenient as maybe they were. I think it's a fair point. I'll, that's what I'm saying. That's For this take, I don't think it's as crazy if you read the article, obviously, of course. So I think a lot of people did just fall for the headline. If you actually read the article, the points. I got it. I got it. I don't think it will. The 100 list was listed. Well, I was trying to go through all these different things. But like, listen, it, it's okay to look at what other people think. I, I think the top 100 list is silly. I mean, come on. It's It's – uh, Todd Gurley was on there. It's super silly, man. Those guys, those those NFL guys go on NFL Network and they laugh while they're doing it. I think they, I think they know, like, you know what? I don't really like that guy anymore. He beat my team. Right. I'm not going to vote. And then, like, think about it. <laughs> that's what I think. That's think about like when you it. see the player, like I, NFL players. Like, look, they know a lot. They're NFL players. They don't watch as much football as we do, right? They're busy. They're they're, they're playing the games. Like on Sunday, we're watching football all day. Yeah, like, think about the right, game yeah. like uh, Carson played Seattle during the season. Obviously, didn't play well in that game. If a Seattle player got the list and said fill it out the next week, he wouldn't put Carson on. But if if um, Washington in Week One, if you hand the list to the, I keep I have to keep remembering they're the Washington football team now. But if you hand them to the Washington players after Week One, they're all going to write Carson down. He played well, right? It's just like it's like bias to when you mm-hmm. saw the player. It's it's just, it's silly, but right. That's why I don't really pay attention to this list anymore. Uh, but I mean, to me, I thought, and people think this is crazy. Last year, I thought it was Carson Wentz's best season as a pro, to be honest with you, because it, everything wasn't going right around him. And in, in, in a league where we're do- dominated by the deep passing, Deshaun does it, Russell does it, uh, Mahomes obviously does it, but they have those guys to create separation. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett creates separation. Deshaun had Hopkins, Stills. Now he has Cooks. Uh, Mahomes, you obviously know, is Watkins, Hardman, and uh, Hill. That that has to go into the equation here, Joe, because the Eagles, ever since Torrey Smith, have not had a game-in and game-out speed threat. That limits so much what you can do in an offense, especially in this passing era. 
So to me, when I look at the completion percentage and I look at uh, the passer rating and I look at the yards, I have to take into account these are in this passing era of league. Carson Wentz is playing with very minimal wide receiver talent. The best wide receiver he's played with so far in his career is Deshaun Jackson. That was a game. Oh, you're right. Uh, I was I throw Alshon his first year in there. Like Alshon was Alshon was a good player. Alshon was good. It was just I'm so stuck on this thing where I think that report where Alshon came out and said you know to Josina he targets Ertz a lot meant something to me because I don't think Alshon and and Wentz fit at all. I think so, they're all hopeful. I, I agree with you. And I, I, every time this comes up, I, I try to make sure I say it first, like, I agree. He has not had good wide receivers, right? He hasn't had enough at wide receiver. They need to get him more. Hopefully Rager. Well, I like Rager. I think he's going to be a good player. Hopefully he's something. But I, I do think sometimes we get caught up as football fans and like, I'm not saying you're doing this. I just mean in general, like the fantasy football aspect of things. Like Carson has had some deficiencies. He's had a work through deep passing game, right? Wide receivers. He ha- also does has had, for, for the most part, and I'm kind of worried about this year, Excellent offensive line. And he's had at least one star tight end. Now I think he's got two star tight ends. So, like, he's got some things that other guys don't have. Look, Deshaun Watson, right? They're similar age, come in the league one year mm-hmm. apart. Like, Deshaun has had DeAndre Hopkins. Carson hasn't had that. But, like, can we name tight ends that Deshaun Watson's played with? His offensive line has always been a True. problem. They, they traded for Tunsil. That, that worked out. But it's like that's the NFL. Like, you're going to have some things good. Some things not so good. Kirk Cousins, who I, I think is pretty good. Everyone thinks he stinks. But, like, he's had two good receivers. He's had a great back now in Dalvin Cook. He's had a bad offensive line. It's like it's it's you can't have everything. So I agree with you. I think it hurts his yards per sure. attempt. I think it hurts his deep sure. passing. But I can't also say, like, you know, he's he's get, been given nothing. Like, the Eagles have given Carson a lot. Like, if you give a quarterback good offensive line, tight ends, and now a star back, you're going to move the ball. You're going to score points. It's, just, it's going to be different than other quarterbacks. Yeah. I No, I completely agree with you. I just think in this era of football that you we're in. you got to be able to stretch the field. You need. You have to. It has to be downfield. Yes, you have. Especially in a West Coast spread type concept offense. They need to have stuff that start going downfield. But I agree with you. You're absolutely. That's why when people tell me Deshaun Watson is better than Carson once, I really don't debate him that much. Because I'm like, you know what? Deshaun Watson's running for his life all the time. He reminds me of Russell Wilson's earlier years in Seattle. So I, I, I don't get mad at that opinion. I'm like that. You can, you can definitely think that. I think they're both the same caliber quarterback. I think they're interchangeable to me. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is a top ten quarterback. I don't think he's top five yet. I think he's top five caliber. But I mean, I just, I, I can seriously take that into account because you insert Torrey Smith, who again wasn't the best wide receiver. His box score really doesn't right, shine out at you in Philadelphia, but. It, Exactly, and that impact on a 16-game, even 13-game for Carson Wentz showed because everything was smooth. He was clicking. He was getting guys in separation. And you know, just as well as Tyler does, as well as I do, he ta- he loves targeting Ertz because he gets separation. You add in Deshaun Jackson, who is one of the best separators in the game. He targeted him immediately the first game they were together, and they they were tied for second in the most in the league for 40-plus uh, yards touchdowns last year. They only played one game. So – to me, hopefully, because I, I agree with you, I'm really high on Jalen Rager. Maybe maybe now that Joe Douglas is gone and the whole mantra of we need to get guys that are strictly based on production, and now they start looking, hey, we invested so much in Carson Wentz. This contra- he's, I, to me, he's regardless their quarterback for the next three years. Maybe we start putting guys around him that fit what he wants, because I don't think they've ever done that before up until probably now, because they have Rager, Hightower, Watkins, Deshaun, they kept around even after all this stuff's going on. So maybe now like they're thinking, hey, maybe let's get guys that fit 
our quarterback? Yeah, I, I, I think. I don't know. You uh, said, Kyrie, you thought last year was his best year. And I've heard that debate, right? 17 or 19, what was more impressive? Diff- totally different years. When you watch him with your eyes, like forget the stats or games or yards, when you, your eye test, do you see the same guys you saw in 17? I, I don't see it still. Like we've seen flashes. I don't see right. someone as fluid because I see someone who thinks he has to make yeah. has to do a lot. But I mean, if Matt Collins, JJ Arcega, Whiteside, or who you're throwing to it's most so of the time, easy that's to look better when tough, you man. have legit. Yeah, when you, when you you can actually move the ball, yes, it's it is nice to like I because I agree I I when I hate hearing you know oh you know Carson Wentz carried you know <laughs> GameStop employees to the playoffs I mean he almost did at the receiver position but other than that he does have a good right. surrounding it's just in today's NFL when we it's really hard to eliminate that's why the Eagles penalties are going to stunt drives turnovers are going to stunt drives if a guy can't create separation on a third down then your drive is stunted it's there's so many things that yeah there's such an underneath offense it's it, and it, that's not how it works that's why you keep finishing nine and seven and not advancing the playoffs because you, you there's no surprise element to your offense that year there was yeah, a ton of very, surprise it, there's nick fulton he figures the tory smith sure. surprises it's like very it's, easy it's very there, easy there's as no, defense if, if you don't have to respect anybody stretching the field to just condense the game, and if I, I that, that makes Carson Wentz look worse. But I, I, think I will say, I test. two years ago, seventeen. Like if you go once in a while, I do it. Like you go on uh, YouTube, like his twenty seventeen highlights. That was top ten plays, right? The the play against Seattle where he rolled out and he hit Nelson down the field, amazing throw. Obviously, week one against mm-hmm. Washington where he's kind of spun around. The Bear play where he almost got sacked. He doesn't do those plays as much anymore. Like, you go back to 17, it was Nelson Aguilar. It was twice. Two of those plays I mentioned were Aguilar, who we know is not even that good. Like, he made so many plays with his legs in 17 that, like, okay receivers got open down the field because he just, you know, ran around and made time. He doesn't do that as much anymore. I don't know if that's being coached out of him. I don't know if he physically can't do it anymore because the injury. I think it's a mental issue. Yeah. I think it's a mental hurdle because I want to go back to, like, when Donovan McNabb. For say his ACL injuries and then right. the years that he would come back, he he completely changed his whole aspect. He he changed his whole style. Wow. He just stopped running all completely. So I mean, I think because I think last year once the season started going on, so when he's towards the end of the season, December really, because you're right, November was awful. I thought too. December is when you really started to see him roll out more, started being more, he's so much being more better. confident because so he had Greg the Ward. The, what I was comparing yeah. to is like you ever watching baseball so, with a shortstop is off balance and makes a great throw. But he has plenty of time, and he sets his feet, and it's high. Yeah. That's Carson, like right, like if, if he's if he's got to move and throw like the pass to Sanders corner of the end zone, it's unreal. And then sometimes he stands in the pocket, and it's like, why can't you deliver that fifteen yard pass? Like we know you can do that. Wentz is uh, he the, one of his biggest things that he needs to improve on? We talked about this is his ball security and yep. his gimmies. He his gimmies. He his short accuracy. There's times where it's just like. Dude, that's five yards. Why couldn't you connect there? Right, um, and that can stunt a drive. It and and that those are even more crucial when you can't stretch the field. <laughs> sure, like, it, right? It, it, it is like you, you can't give away a play. I kind of always, I always try to say though that every every good player has a flaw. Like because we'll, we can bring out flaws in Mahomes, we can bring out flaws in Wilson, we can bring out flaws in uh, Deshaun. Breeze, because like you just said, I, he can't get the ball downfield at all. I don't know what that offense is going to do this year with all the Manuel Sanders and all that uh, additions, because he can't throw down the field at all. But the fumbling is just an issue. We, because I read your Daniel Jones article and why you think he's poised for a huge breakout season, and you hit it at his fumbles in there too. 
Carson Wentz is for all along crazy. the same lines as like, that, to be honest with you. And that's such a frustrating one. And, and Isn't that, one, that one's so though. frustrating. Like, it's one thing, like, mechanics, right? You missed a pass. Like, all right, he could fix that. I don't get the fumbling thing. Like, it's not mental. I think it takes back to North Dakota State because he always has this thing in his head where he has right. to make a play. The play's never dead in Carson Wentz's head. That. And then that is leading to the fumbling. So, it's I, I, I appreciate it, too, ball. but – I don't appreciate it to the point when it's like it's it's more negative now than it's positive. I think I think you do see some fans start to realize that as well. Like Carson throwing out of bounds, or Carson, you take the sack. Or, you don't have to just keep doing all this magician stuff because in 2017 he was getting away with it. It doesn't. I think now more teams are starting to say, "Hey, no, Carson Wentz can do more than just sit in the pocket. He can move outside the pocket. He can roll out." But the thing with me is, what we just saw in December. I think you saw the real Carson Wentz then. I think that's what we're going to see moving forward because I think he's healthy. I think the back isn't an issue anymore. I think his legs are finally great. I think he's going to go into the season more fluid. I want to see more stuff on the outside out of the pocket, though, because that's in 2017 when it started, when the play started breaking down inside the pocket, the offensive line started breaking down, especially when Big V got inserted. I know we always praise him for that playoff run, but he was awful in the regular season when he replaced Peters. When he would start to roll out, that's when the Eagles' big plays downfield were starting to happen. They need more of that because it's not just going to beat these wide receivers. It's going to have to be Carson Wentz rolling out more, creating more time for these guys to separate downfield. So that's another thing that I want to see huge from 2017 that we didn't really get to see that much last year. I think it's fair to say we just have not seen the best Carson Wentz yet. I think it's pretty fair to say. Yeah. I don't think we have either. I don't think we have either. I, I, think, it was, I, think, I don't it think 2017 was his ceiling. Physically, I, I think it was 17. If he can get – like people always say I don't like Wentz, and that's not true. Like if you go back to what I said and talked about it, 17 and Wentz, I thought it was – I loved him. I loved him in 17. I just haven't seen the same guy since. If he could play like he did in 17, boy, I mean, that's, you know, like physically play like that. Move around, make big plays, take something and make it nothing. That that would be, I mean, that, the Eagles would be, it's a game changing if he could be, be that guy again. It's really hard to do that when you have Greg Ward as your number one receiver. Well, I agree. But, I mean, 17, I'm, it wasn't – Torrey Smith, Alshon, and Aguilar. We're not talking about three all-pros there. Like, he but there made weren't a injuries, lot of But there weren't injuries. They had the balanced attack. Alshon was a solid number one. That's they had Torrey's who could stretch the field. Aguilar was a really good slot. They have Ertz. They have a good O-line. They have a good run game. Everything's well. It's blended. It's it's so easy. Let's just say Jalen Rager pans out to be a young Deshaun. Let's just theoretically say that he gets – then that, that, that will be – the best consistent wide receiver that Carson Wentz has played with because I don't think Alshon, if you want to go compare primes, I think I would take Deshaun's prime over Alshon's, to be honest with you. Um, fully debatable. But anyways, if Jalen Rager becomes this that player that I'm saying that he could be, I think Carson Wentz can take his game to a new level than he did in 2017 because I don't think – Alshon had Torrey Rotator Cup that year. Torrey Smith was coming off a horrible 49ers senior where the Eagles even thought, you know, your speed was great and everything, but you don't really give us that much. We can trade you for a cornerback that is about to get a DUI. Uh, and then Nelson Aguilar was a first-round bust for the Eagles, and that was I, 2017 was his outlying season. So if you insert a Jalen Rager who ends up panning out and being this great playmaker, I don't, I'm don't. i not that high on J.J. Arcega White's habit. Maybe he, something, you get something out of him, or maybe they go into the 21, 21 draft and get another wide receiver. That's why I think you could possibly see a better 2017 season because I don't think you – even the wide receiver talent he had then, yes, it was his best core he's ever had in the NFL. But, I mean, Deshaun laughs at that. Mahomes laughs at that. I mean, I think even Wilson's had better options. I think Doug Baldwin is better than Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith. So, to me, I 
I know we keep bringing up this wide receiver issue. That's what mostly Twitter people do to defend him. And I, I hate that too because I do think – I think the offensive line, first and foremost, is the most important thing. Once you have an offensive line that protects you well enough and plays the run as well as the Eagles do, that's that's really what's pivotal to running an offense. But in this era of passing, you need those guys downfield. And Carson Wentz has not had it. 2017 was the literally only season he has had that. Uh, and I think, again, we're going to get into high Rosen. I, I and Doug Peterson and all that, but I do think that they are at fault with that because, I mean, High's given him his speed options, Torrey, uh, 33-year-old Deshaun Jackson, and then uh, Mike Wallace, who was a complete bust and what if even coming into this Philadelphia tenure. Jalen Rager is the first really thing where I'm like, wow, they actually are really considering taking getting a playmaker that can make downfield play that has potential finally for once because they haven't done that before. So to me, I think, Taking that stuff into account is the reason why I'm like, you know, I'm not killing him for some of these stats that most people kill him for because it's such an underneath offense and it bothers me. But that's just my point where I think that he could be better than 2017 is because I don't think outside of Torrey Smith, he really had a downfield threat that uh, if Deshaun Jackson plays 16 games last year, I guarantee you those stats are mind-boggling at once. Agreed. Agreed. That's a good segue, by the way, for, uh, for a little Howie Roseman debate. You were talking about draft picks. Yeah, Joe. So I, I wanted to get your take. Uh, what, what's your what's your stance on high risen right now? Uh, I know this draft was, I mean, mind boggling because even some people probably still think that they should have took Jeff, Justin Jefferson over Rager, and then yeah, obviously Hurts in the second. Davion Taylor in the third is a complete wild card as well. Uh, what is your take on high risen? Is, is he still up to his bad drafting things? So you? I've had a weird feeling on Howie for for some time like I always thought he was better than people gave him credit for before the Super Bowl like and I think Howie's a good GM like Howie knows what he's doing and he's great with the cap and um I always thought it wasn't fair that he wasn't a football guy and all that so I was I was pretty much like a Howie guy and they won the Super Bowl but I don't think he's done a great job since then I think they hung on probably one year too long to try to keep that window open to win and they've got older guys now they've got a uh, a roster that obviously the salary cap's an issue moving forward but I do think he was right this offseason, like remember at the combine when he kind of said, we have to stop just playing for next year. It's we got to open up the next window. And I thought that was the right move. Right. It's, and usually the Eagles don't talk like that because they want to say we can win the Super Bowl next year, the new norm. But I thought how he was right on that. I was fine with the Jalen Rager pick. He was one of my guys I liked in this draft. I, and I think that you look at what he's talking about quarterback play and wide receiver play. Look at the quarterbacks he played with a TCU. Yeah. Like, Carson Wentz to him is going to yeah. be you know basically John Elway the minute he walks in the door because he's, he can, he's a real quarterback. Mm-hmm. I like Rager. I didn't really care for Jefferson. I was fine with that. I, I thought the Hurts pick was crazy until I started to think what they're doing, just like everybody else. Um, but he's got a – like, think about the last three or four drafts. I mean, how many guys on this team under the age of 25 do you believe in? Miles Sanders? We all believe in him? I do. Mm-hmm. Barnett? Yeah. yeah, I mean, Barnett's a wild than, card, right? I like girl. Goddard a lot. Um but there's not much. It's, it's so like if this is going to work, especially to just kind of weave Wentz back in, if they're going to have an expensive quarterback and build a championship team around him, you got to have young, cheap talent. So I'm worried about that. I don't know if it was Douglas's fault, Howie's fault, but I'm just worried they don't have enough young, cheap talent, you know, moving forward. I, well, the best thing is the scapegoat's gone because I do think Joe Douglas had a very large impact on the draft. Again, that's just. I mean, I, I have a friend that works in the scouting department for the Eagles, and she at least alluded to me that Joe Douglas was the person that really was like, this is the person that we're in on. This this is the person you guys need to study. 
and then they would end up drafting that same person. She said this draft was completely different. Hi, Roseman gave her. My dog's not an hour. My dog's not an hour. Our dog, my dog, barks. To me, that's amazing. I think now, now, now that uh, Joe Douglas is gone, now we're really seeing it higher. This draft is a complete indicator now of what Howie Roseman can be for the Eagles going forward. So I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I don't think they did enough. But I think they did misjudge a couple situations. But uh, I think also people get lost in them letting Malcolm Jenkins go as the youth movement. And then they actually didn't really do a youth movement at all. Tyler, besides think? that move, Tyler's throwing me, the, that the was, hand. I no, I agree. I'm agreeing. The Malcolm thing was way just blown out of proportion. He's just not that good of a player anymore. Um, he's a linebacker, but, he's basically a linebacker. Yeah, right, right. But I, I think Howie's best attribute or trait, I should say, is whether he misses in the draft or not, he always makes up for it. Always, whether it be free agency or trades. And that is the beautiful thing. You, you, you're not all – because there's teams like Ted Thompson in Green Bay who's a, a great drafter. But if you're not active in free agency or you're not making trades, you're only going so far. And so with Roseman, yeah, he's had some sketchy drafts. I didn't love the Derek Barnett pick. Uh, I, I didn't love the Sidney Jones pick. There was a couple – I mean, even the Jalen Hurts pick. There's times where I'm like, I don't agree with you, but – at the end of the day, Howie Roseman always gets this the roster, at least on paper, mm-hmm. heading into uh, training camp. You think that this roster is going to compete. And that's what – and I'm going to bring it up because there was a tweet that you sent out and like, like right after free agency started and you were like, Howie Roseman's indicating that the Eagles are not going to be competitive in 2020. And I thought that was nuts. Well, I I'm like – I think he, I said their Super Bowl window is closed. Like the one that opened in 17. And I, I believe that. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. But I do think I, they're going to be competitive. And I do, and I agree with Howie. I, I think they're trying to open up the next one, whether that's 21, 22. Uh, but I I don't think they think they can win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, if, I hope I am. I hope they, they're great. I mean, but, why, would you, why would you trade for a, a 29-year-old Darius well, Slam? So that happened after I think I sent that tweet. And – you're right. That, that is one the one move this offseason that didn't – and I like Slay. I mean, obviously Slay's a really good player. But that didn't fit with the other ones, right? I mean, think about all the other moves they made. that They let Malcolm go, whatever the reason. Leadership, youth, he's not as good anymore. But, like, if, if you're going to trade for that player, that was weird. That Tyler, that was weird to me because that didn't fit with the other moves. The other moves were all all kind of like, all right. I thought, you, I, I thought that Javon, Javon Hargrave is a another big one in free agency. So that 27 was a, He'll, he'll be around a while. He's 27. Well, I mean, but it's still a win-now move, right? I mean, you're, you don't pay that. So if you're saying you're not going to be able to compete for a year or two, it's, then he's going to be 28 or 29. I just I – just, I, I, I guess we're the, the biggest – Defensive tackles don't decline like corners, right? You lose a step at corner at 30, 31. You're different, right? I think Hargrave could be good for a while. I think, I think you're right. I think he thinks the 2017 Super Bowl window is closed. I think he's trying to open a new one. And I, don't, I think they, they're not looking at this season as not an opportunity to do that, though, because there, of the there's really a lot of uh, variables me, that need to happen, of course. That- the money was the Malcolm Jenkins move. The money was the motive. They thought, you know, Jenkins wants to be extended. We keep deteriorating him as a safety and making him pretty much a linebacker because his most snaps last what year were in the box. What other departures the linebacker. indicated – that they weren't none. I, None. I thought that None. In None my head, they even brought Jason Peters back. 
Well, so, but, they, but they let Peters go to, to, me, they to took, play Dillard, right? They're, they're may be, they may be willingly downgrading at left tackle. I, Maybe. Which, yeah. Which, and that, and that is, so that's, it's that, to your point, I, yes, there, there's a lot of relying on youth, cause, and that would be another one for me of the 25 and under. I think Dillard's a hell of a player. Uh, and I think there's way too much. He's scrutinized way too much right now. Uh, I, let's actually give him an offseason, give him a chance. And it sucks because this offseason is so affected by everything. Right. But, and the Dillard is all like uh, the criticism is is more about personality, mental stuff than it is his play. Because I didn't think he was bad at left tackle last year. He was bad at right tackle the one game, but right. I'm fine at left tackle. And that's the stuff that I don't – I'm not in the locker room, so I have no idea. Right. And, and that's something that we've talked about on previous episodes. If he's a – a big baby over playing time or, or going to throw fits about certain things or breakdowns or whatever, then, you know, we don't see that. We can only judge what we see on the field. So, um, I mean, you turned a, a, a player that you think is going to pretty much be a linebacker's cap hit into Darius Slade, Nicole Ruby Coleman, Will Parks, and Jalen Mills' contract. To me, the money him, Malcolm Jenkins goes signaled, yes, they lose their leader. Yes, they, use, they lose really their most consistent player on defense from a snap standpoint. But they thought we're not going to lose, especially with this cap situation. We're not going to keep giving resources to a player that we every year. If, view if less the Eagles of. retained so, Malcolm Jenkins, would you have? Would there have been a narrative that said, "Hey, Howie Roseman is is doing that thing he does where he's paying guys veterans that he shouldn't that he shouldn't pay for, or guys that have been here for a long time." I think that would have been a narrative. So it's probably. like it, it's. I think that would have been a hundred percent. And that's what I mean. It was just an all-around yeah, right move so, to move on from Malcolm. I don't think that that was a thing that was. Oh, we're not going to win this year. I, if Malcolm was on the team, I think I think they may be less set up at safety than what they currently are at. <laughs> I, I I like their safety. I would. I have to agree with you because I mean, I'd rather have Malcolm Jenkins no matter what. But if you look at when they have McLeod and they have Jenkins, their backups have always been terrible, awful. So yeah, now yeah. they have Kayvon Wallace, Will, Will Parks, Grant uh, Arnold. I like Grant. Yeah, they have Mills. I like Grant Arnold also out of Baylor, the undrafted free agent they got. I think he's going to make the team. I. It's hard. I mean, Joe, because now you're looking at a team that's probably going to play majority dime on defense next year. You're you're looking at Will Parks. You probably play sub linebacker. Nate Gary's probably going to be your number one linebacker. Did you? Pass. Instead of having just Malcolm Jenkins play, now you have all these guys that can do that certain role in Mills, Parks, Wallace. That's why you had Slade. So, wanting the Eagles I, to but, sign Byron Jones? Yeah, that's what. It, okay, so that yeah, and I, well, I mean, look, I, I think Slay's probably better, but he's a little bit older, and you don't have to give up draft picks to get. Uh, to get Byron Jones. Right. That's all I was on. I mean, younger. Jones is younger, perfect fit in the system. I thought in his defense, and then uh, didn't have. And the I think with Byron Jones, I was I was Jones. worried about corners. Like I never know which ones are going to age great because it's just hard, right? Like Darrell Rivas was the best maybe football player in the world for about four years, and then he just like he couldn't play anymore. So like I thought about Byron Jones, I was like, all right, we know he can play safety. Maybe he could become a Malcolm kind of player, corner to safety as his career goes on. Yeah. I don't know if Slay could do that. I, I, I hope Slay is great for the next three years, and, and they they open up a new window. That that move was weird to me. As much as I like Slay, that didn't fit. And to go back to the one we talked about earlier, like in terms of the thinking this offseason was big picture, not this year. 
like why not draft a receiver in the second round? Why not draft a defensive end in the second round that could help? They, they, they basically drafted – whatever you think of the Hurts thing. I know we did that already. They drafted a player in the second round that probably like, – in a perfect world won't see yeah. the field. Or, but you, you know – Right, yeah. You no argument never be counting on a second that, round we, pick we, to make an impact in year one. So it shouldn't – that hasn't – if it's a running yeah, back, well, but even then, I mean, well, yeah, they didn't. They had Howard here. Well, especially now with this game. Yeah, when Miles Sanders did last year, they won't make the playoffs without a second round pick last year. Oh no, I agree. I'm just, I, I think right. The Eagles, Tyler's right. They never try to put that expectations right. on rookies going into the season, though, because it was that wasn't the expectation. Yeah, it was Sanders. It just, you're definitely going to have a lot more misses right. if you're thinking, "Hey, we got to draft for this year." That's for just. Sure. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah, but I still would have yeah. Mims. Of course. Mims and Rager long term would, would have been something. I said a lot they of words the... my mother would not be happy about the night of draft in round two. It was. Yeah, because you're not going to get an argument from us on that one, Joe. I I, I like Jalen Hurts, the player. I don't like drafting a back of quarterback in the second round that Same. I hope he never plays. That's not. That's never – I never want to hope a second-round pick never plays. That's not something I want to do. Right. All right, but, I mean, we can pretty much wrap this up anyways right now because that was a great discussion we had. We already rolled into, like, 46 minutes of straight recording. Joe, we greatly appreciate you coming on the show, WIP. Check you guys out. Uh, also, Joe, you write for NJ.com, correct? Because that's what I'm seeing yeah. is NJ.com articles is where you can find Yeah, NJ.com, yep. All right, make sure you Plug read Joe's yourself, article. My man. Plug yourself. At Joe, yeah, at Joe Julio. Everybody knows uh, you Six o'clock every night on WIP. This was fun, guys. I, uh... Joe, yep, Joe, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure, man. Thank you very much for coming on. It was good debate. I like debating about it at least. We had a good civil conversation. I got I I I feel like I know more about your one stance now than your articles told me. To See, that's why it's just easier to talk it through, right? You, you say something, you tweet something. Yeah, it is yeah. so much easier. 180 characters yeah, no, doesn't do it enough. Joe Guys, this was fun. Good luck with this podcast. I'll I'll share this out whenever it goes up. And uh this was fun. Thank you for inviting me. Yep, no problem, Joe. Thank you. A lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.